Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Chino Liao. Coming to you for another live stream on a Thursday. And as uh, Ro mentioned, we are uh, in, in very uncertain and turbulent times. So, uh, the you know what is trending on Twitter. And all I really have to say about it is, if you're going to tweet about it, please don't do it for clout. Because it's It's really affecting all of us. And if you think it's not affecting you, look at how prices are going to start rising within the next few weeks. Not gasolina, basically everything. So, uh, if someone tells you now, oh, and don't get all in your feelings about politics, tell them that it affects all of us on a direct and personal level and show them gas prices and everything else. I think that's as direct and as simple as we can make it for everybody. Diba? Tatandaan nyo pag may dumating na, um, what do you call those blimps on Red Alert? <laughs> you see, they ruined the trip because I didn't know Hero of airships. Pag may dumating na hero, magtago na tayo na. Yeah, it's it's a very dark day, uh, darker than most. But uh, we're gonna try to get through it. We're gonna try to get through whatever darkness is taking over us by talking about wrestling, because conveniently wrestling is still here, uh, come hell or high water. So let's talk about wrestling. And uh, you know, before we get to this week's news, let's start off by telling you about how you can support the podcast because we still have some fun stuff prepared for you uh, over on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patron community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, well, then premium live event happening for the whole of March. So, uh, the next premium live event is, of course, WrestleMania happening at the very first weekend of April. So, if you want to get on that, because we are likely going to have a viewing party, uh, whether <laughs> whether in person or in uh, in Discord, we will do that. We'll figure out the details, but you can get on it by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling oh, podcast. Na pala, alert level one na pala, yeah, na. we'll figure that out. Uh, for as low as 50 pesos a month, you get access to our Discord community where we do the watch parties, uh, our exclusive review content, which we uh, 
which we use to tell you all about our thoughts about the latest shows before we do a live stream. Uh, we also get merch, either a pasabay from uh, the stock from the shops online or our own line of merch, which is happening soon enough, I believe, as far as we know. So again, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. Yeah, uh, speaking of Mansoor, another person who's not here and who won't get to chime in this week is Rowan, the SHIT. So he's actually doing schoolwork for those of you on the audio-only version uh, who weren't part of the pre-show. So just hashtag pray for Rowan or send him some GVs on uh, social media at Monday Night Rowan, N-I-T-E on Twitter, N-I-G-H-T on Instagram. Uh, he's actually trying to be a real-life dentist like the good doctor Britt Baker. All right. Um, no, Roman J. Wala akong inside scoop on Mansoor's whereabouts. I also don't know why he was at Elimination Chamber. All right, let's get to this week's news and let's lead off with The Undertaker. Congratulations to the dead man. So this was announced right after yung live stream natin last week. He's going to be headlining the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022. I think we can all agree that this is well-deserved and that this has been a long time coming. Yun, uh, well... Shepre, uh, it's been a long time coming, as you said, because he's been wrestling for a long, long time. So he's been he's debuted 30 years ago. So that's that's a trip. Right. And uh, this is final. I believe this this makes it final. Na, retired, na, retired. Na so there's probably no chance of him coming back to wrestle anymore. His body's beat up. His uh, his time in the ring is long past and uh, a Hall of Fame induction kind of. Uh, finalizes that so well deserved and I'm sure a lot of you guys will enjoy this or were uh, overjoyed to hear this news nobody is more fit to headline a Hall of Fame ceremony than the dead man himself he's had such a storied career almost three decades or more than three decades in the WWE that's longer than anybody I can think of especially if it's just one guy in one company so he deserves this so much, and I can't wait to see all the stories and the uh, the memories that will be shared on that night. Yeah, uh, you know, we we were talking about this offline before we started, and yung see Undertaker is um, really symbolic of so many things. Glendale in the comment says that he's the reason that Glendale got into wrestling. And I'm sure that you're not the only one. The Undertaker's really inspired so many people. Um, even in the local scene, you look at someone like Vintendo, friend of the podcast, who's a huge Undertaker fan. Like he has some moves that he basically got from, uh, you know, his love of the Undertaker. And I'm sure, you know, some of you, uh, when you were creating your creator wrestlers on SmackDown versus Raw or WWE 2K, you probably used some elements of the Undertaker's entire character or his his move set, but just because of your love for the dead man. So we're going to reminisce about that later on. We've got some time for TBT. So handan yun na, bangko niya na yung mga favorite Undertaker moments niyo. Or if you were lucky enough to have caught him in person or for some reason you had a chance encounter with him, go ahead and share that later on. Pag-usapan natin yan for TBT. I have a wait, question wait, though. Wait. Oh, yes, okay. Go, go, answer. Ask your question. See, my question is, when are we going to get Batista in the Hall of Fame? Ah, kala ko ano. I don't know. That depends on whether Vince wants it. But uh, I'm sure it's coming. Like, uh, when they run out of the older headliners. Like, I'm sure The Rock will get in first or whatever. But I'm sure it's going to happen. I, I, think this the decade. Better, I think the better answer would have been 
as soon as he guests on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> would have been, Come on, Dave. What are you waiting for, Dave? Let's go. Let's In go, Dave. Shape. Yeah, and, and, uh, <laughs> ni Emil, uh, uh, which I was going to point out as well, that 2020 she inducted, eh, COVID happened. And I think Batista and the WWE wanted his induction to be in front of people. So that's why it didn't happen. Yeah, so I'm sure it's going to happen next year because of Hollywood. So either The Rock or Batista. Also, I have a question uh, for everyone here. Do you think that Undertaker deserves to be inducted all on his own in this particular Hall of Fame batch. Because some people, some wrestlers, some personalities have been calling for it because Undertaker is so huge, right? So he kind of deserves to have his own uh, batch unto himself. So do you think it's it's a good idea? I think if nothing else, it is fitting for him to be inducted during this particular mania because it's in Texas and he's a proud Texas boy. So fitting that he gets inducted in his own state. Very few people get to do that. Whether he deserves to be inducted on his own, I still can't say. Because he's not deserving. It's not like mutually exclusive to The Undertaker. I get that they want to make it special, but they already gave him so much in the... 30 some odd years that he's been with the WWE. So maybe he could afford to share the limelight a bit with whoever gets inducted to, uh, this year. Oh, I wouldn't mind if it happens because we saw it with Andre the Giant right after he died in the early 90s. He was the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I guess it speaks to contributions to Andre. And uh, with The Undertaker, like we don't need to rattle off all of his accomplishments and contributions to the business as a whole. And if WWE decides that for 2022 in Texas, the Undertaker lang yung sole Hall of Fame inductee. I'm not gonna argue and moan and whine about it because I I think it's justified. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, agreeing that Undertaker should have his own batch um, in the Hall of Fame. So interesting. I know I actually wouldn't mind as well. Like I don't really put too much stock as in the Hall of Fame as a as an entity within wrestling. So. They can do whatever they want with it, and I wouldn't mind because it's their Hall of Fame, right? So, if that's what they wanted to do with Taker, then go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whether the Undertaker goes in on his own or with an entire class for 2022, I think it'll still be more entertaining than the slam dunk contest. So, yeah, <laughs> there, there's that. All right, uh, any other thoughts about the Undertaker before we get to our next one? If we do, why did not talk about later on in the GDT? So. Yes, yeah. Let's move on to the uh, the next piece of news from outside the ring. Uh, Dax Harwood opened up on the most recent episode of the sessions with Renee Paquette, and he talked about his struggles with anxiety, with an eating disorder. So, trigger warning right there if you're gonna uh, check it out. And you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Dax Harwood and athletes in general, lalanay mga male athletes who open up about their struggles with mental health. Uh, you know, I'm um, trying to um, deal with yung issues in their lives. Like Dax also talked about yung miscarriage nila ng asawa niya. So, you know, um, people like Dax Harwood, like DeMar DeRozan, like Kevin Love, Eddie Kingston, these athletes, high-profile athletes who uh, try to really open up the conversation about mental health, they're really doing a very good thing for the rest of us because it normalizes and destigmatizes talaga yung, yung mental health. Yeah, I was listening to the episode actually before we went on, and uh, it was a really, really good interview. I said Dax showed uh, shared a lot of things about himself, about anxiety, which I dealt with as well. So I kind of identified with that too. And then the uh, the big headline coming from this interview is a story that he shares about Shawn Michaels because uh, they did a segment with him 
uh, with the with the revival on and the and the original DX uh, on Raw 25 some years ago, and then before that, uh, Dax told Sean about his depression and stuff like that, the stuff that he was going through at the time, which at first Sean identified with and empathized with, and then after uh, pretty much reassuring him that they're good or he's good. Uh, he kind of turns his back on that and clowns him when he's with his DX friends. So uh, that's been making the rounds on the internet wrestling community the past few days. And some people have been using that to uh, pretty much confirm their own biases towards Sean or sometimes their own biases towards uh, Dax and FDR. So it's been a mess. It's been a huge mess. And I, all I have to say is even though there are two sides to a story, that is no I, I don't think there's a reason for Dax to lie about that to make up a story like that because he's been bearing his heart out for the entire interview and I think it's pretty messed up that Sean did that even though you even though you might say that oh he was just clowning around with his friends he was trying to look cool in front of his friends that's just messed up and having gone through that similar uh, situation in a lot of times in my life uh, I would have to say that that is such a red flag moment for Sean. And I don't know if it's true that uh, he's he hasn't changed since his earlier days, since his younger days back in the 90s. But that doesn't really bode well for his character right now. Um, HBK has, is notorious for his backstage attitude. He even spoke of it during... The AD documentary, the AD biography documentary, talked about how he was a troubled person in his youth, especially during the early days of his career. So, all of us, myself included, thought because he found Jesus, and that was a big part of his of the shift in his character. But according to what's happening here, I don't know if that's exactly true. Because he now he just falls under uh, the large umbrella of people who use religion as an excuse to act like assholes. Right? Um, I know that there are a lot of people here might be triggered with what I say, and and if this is actually true, then and just SMH, you know. Yeah, at the very end of the interview with Renee, Dak says nah, he is willing to have a conversation with Shawn Michaels, like if they were ever to cross paths again and to clear the air. And there's always two sides to a story. So if ever they do get uh, to have a chance to reconcile and to have a conversation about what really went down or why things went down the way that they did, I hope that it turns out better for all parties involved. Well, before uh, before you end, though, I do want to call out people who were defending Sean and uh, bashing uh, Dax for that because, you know, the FDR has a history of being outspoken about where they stand, uh, how they are treated uh, in companies. So some people have been using that against them. And I want to say that just because they're not happy doesn't mean that their feelings aren't invalid about where they are. So... Uh, you can't really use this to invalidate Dax's feelings because you like Sean or whatever. Right? So that's kind of messed up. And I hope that you, if you do that, please stop doing it. Say, I, I think uh, also at the same time, when Dax kept reiterating that he was a Brett guy, 
parang unfair din yon sa kanya na gamitin against him yon kasi it, I don't think it had any role to play in the whole bullying aspect of it all. I think it's just really more on Shawn Michaels kung totoo ang nangyari. Diba? I don't think it's fair to say na parang porkit Bret Hart guy ka galit na ako sa'yo. Diba? I, don't, it, I, I don't know. Hindi naman siya hindi naman siya self-market. Diba? Hindi naman to issue about being a fan of one another. I think it's just just a, a, a lot of backstage uh, antics going on. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, I just wanted I just wanted people to stop clowning Dax because that guy's been through a lot. Uh, if you heard the interview, that like it's a literal lot that he's been through. So yeah. it's messed up that you would take this time to uh, talk shit about him because he dissed your favorite wrestler of all time. Like uh, these things happen to him. Yeah. Uh, there's actually an update to this story because right after the interview went up, former WWE writer Dave Schilling, who used to be one of David Shoemaker's co-hosts on The Mass Man Show, uh, said that si, si Dax and si Cash, when they were at WWE, they made his life hell, especially, uh, particularly Dao right after WrestleMania 35. So Dave Schilling tweeted, and I quote, uh, they, uh, referring to FDR, ducked me all night when they could have helped me make the promo better. We barely got the pre-tape on the air that night. Uh, writers are, without a doubt, second-class citizens in wrestling, but nobody deserves to be in a hostile or uncooperative work environment, regardless of what they do on the show. So for context, sabi ni Dave Schilling na on the Raw right after WrestleMania 35, he was in charge of a promo for the revival, uh, and yun, iniwasan nila si Dave Schilling the entire night, and kinontextualize ni Schilling by saying that uh, it, it is being in a pressure cooker, like working in the WWE, so gets niya kung bakit may ibang tao na nag act out or could act you know in a hostile manner pero sana uh, you could make it easier na lang for everybody that you work with which i thought was actually a fair take as somebody who has experience working in high pressure live shows i can understand how writers because i was a writer for a, a live show once in a the time i can understand where they're coming from lalanay wwe kasi high stress situation yan eh. everything's changing on the fly you have to be on your feet Non-stop. You're, I was literally running at, uh, after people when I was working at the, that particular show, diba? So parang gets ko kung saan nag-galing si Dave Schilling and gets ko din na may ganun talagang mga tao that you work with because they're the stars. They're the people that you watch. They don't really, people don't really watch wrestling for the writers. They watch wrestling for the stars that come out. So don't I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's just... <laughs> It's just part. It's not. It's not the healthiest environment to be in. Like high stress situations, you're going live. Everything changes on the fly. It's just not healthy. I do want to note then that I think uh, Dax does a good job of acknowledging that he wasn't the best person in his past. So, uh, if if stuff like that comes to light, and I'm not saying that it was right or not saying it was justified, but. Uh, he really, he really seems to have been in a dark place. So, talagang, uh, it's a mess all around, and I feel like it's a systemic issue. Then, uh, particularly, uh, it's, it's then a particular fault of any one person involved. Yeah, I think zooming out, it's common din to see, diba, now when somebody famous, for example, calls out another famous person, they speak out about uh, something that nangyari, You know, one party hurt the other party. Uh, somebody on the internet will say something ng recibo for lack of a better term, you know, whether it's justified or not. And I think the, the takeaway here is that tao tayong lahat, we're all human, walang perfecto sa atin, di ba? So 
you know, um, I think what we have to remember, what we have to do, if if we're in that situation, let's say Dax Harwood situation, where you opened your soul, you open your heart out in public like that, and then another person who you interacted with brought up, you know, shitty things that you did in the past, is you just apologize and take accountability for it. Like if you really mean what you say, now you know I've grown and I've moved from the experience. I think that's really just the the, the way to go. Right? Agree, agree. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, that's the best way to put it, really. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, that takes care of a bit of you news that then from outside the ring. We're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, we'll talk about the Elimination Chamber and the fallout from that. Talk about a little NXT and a little uh, little bit later, we'll talk about that MJF promo. But first, here's what you need to know about helping the podcast, supporting the show through your online shopping over on Lazada. Right, guys. So uh, 3-3 is coming up soon. So they're starting the the sale train early when it comes to sale holidays. So if you want to support the podcast while doing your online shopping on Lazada, all you got to do is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost to you. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Let's get to some shout-outs over on Kumu. All right, say hey to Gideonun Perez, who just followed us. Hey, my name is Salamat. Uh, Scamageddon is here. He is listening to us while eating Pepsi. Hey, sana masarap ang ulam mo tonight. Uh... Thank you to everyone who has joined in. You, sir, 1375-6295. Thank you for following, dude. Jim Yasus, thank you for following. Jim, yeah, yeah. Thank you for following. Uh, this guy who said, Talbo, well, that's uh, exactly what I am and what Stan could be. So thank you for being observant. And thank you all for just uh, being here and listening and watching us talk about wrestling. Please smash those hearts. And... Keep letting the people on Kumu know that you are enjoying this wrestling talk on the platform. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, there, there are people who will t- you know, take time out of their day to either cuss us out in the comment section or point <laughs> out Kalbo. Like, I, I, I don't know what possesses you to take some time and energy out of your fucking day to fucking comment this in the comment section of fucking Kumu and Facebook. Like, if you have all that time and energy on your hand, go watch Peacemaker, man. Or go oh, watch yeah, something else that will make you enjoy. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't know why. I don't know. You don't even all triggered or anything. Uh, but I don't know where this is coming no, from. I'm not but. Sad. Why is yeah. it triggered by Kalbo? He really is bald. So I don't know. I'm not being triggered by Kalbo. I'm saying if you have that time to dish out that negative energy on social media, yes. take that shit and, 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 and uh, funnel it out somewhere else. That's what I'm cutting, saying. Cutting a whole ass promo. You sound so agitated. No, but I will say, nabuti wala ka sa TikTok. Ni ka nakatutok sa TikTok like I do because it's much, much worse over there. Like a lot of people will call out your uh, physical flaws for whatever reason just because they could and just because it's anonymous and nobody holds you accountable for shit you say on there. So uh, it's a good thing that you're not on that. 
but uh, it's much worse there. This is I this is barely this is barely uh, scratching the surface of what I have experienced on that uh, on the, on that note app. Sinasabi ko lang is if you have all that time and energy, go do go use it on something more productive. Just you know, stop being a dick. Is what I'm is, is what I'm ultimately yeah, trying no, to you say. Just say you, you can't you can't ask people to not be dicks because there are yeah. always going to be dicks, right? You just either you deal with it or you just don't mind it. I'm, I'm dealing with it by calling I'm out the that, that's, no, that's you know, it. So right, like, let's move on. Let's let's move on. So yeah, let's, let's talk about. We have stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about the chamber. Uh, oh. Okay, first question. Do you like the idea of winner-take-all now that we know that Brock Lesnar is WWE champion again? Okay. Uh, I, um, so our worst predictions or our worst fears have come true. But uh, it's that still that not like... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst predictions. He did call it, yes. <laughs> um, but the worst, you know, worst part hasn't happened, though. It's not a title unification match, like I said, on TikTok. It's most likely going to be a, a double championship match in which uh, the winner gets both the championships and then they defend it both uh, either uh, on both shows, on Raw and SmackDown for each title that they have. So it's like Becky back in 2019, the bug. So yeah. okay, fine. That's uh, that's where you're headed because uh, you can't make Brock lose. But uh, that doesn't mean I, sh- I should like it. It's just uh, it just means that it's kind of lazy to me that you have forced this upon us yet again. But I will say that a lot of people did kind of want it, so it's not completely wrong either. It's not like um, it's not like uh, people did not ask for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah look at the is, comments right now. Ibebing reaction sila. Ikaw, Chino, you like it or you don't? No, sorry. I, I mean, it's not totally unwarranted. But at the same time, babalik na ulit tayo dun sa time na hindi na naman natin makikita yung mga champions for months on end. Diba? Because now that you only have one champion at the end of all of this, I can't imagine how that one person is going to split his time between two different cities on a weekly basis. Diba? But the double yung schedule yun eh. So parang, it's not only harder on that particular winner, whoever it might be, Brock or Roma, diba? but it'll also be harder on both brands because one represent for them both. And it's kind of impossible for me to imagine one person just shuffling back and forth between those two brands. It's just, it's so, it's so unnecessary at this point. Instead of focusing on one person, they could have used this opportunity to build up other people who represent those brands equally. I'm actually sharing Chino's sentiments here regarding the logistics of it all after WrestleMania. Like, oh, nga, diba? so let's say Brock or Roman, whichever of them wins, will have both championships. Uh, who, who's going to, to take one of the championships away from the eventual winner? How is that going to happen? Because when you have, uh, let's say, Roman wins both championships, diba? like whoever beats Roman, that's going to be a huge, huge moment, right? Yeah. Like Sabina, it's just for one of the championships. That's going to be huge. So um, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to do it, like on, on which show they're going to do it at, right? Gung taga Roman yon or taga SmackDown man yon. I mean, it's kind of exciting if, let's say, si Roman or even si Brock. Sige, sabi si Brock yon. Whoever gets that win will get a hell of a rub. I just don't know how they're going to pull it off. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. And that's what I've been telling people. Uh, it's really hard to do a double champion now. I don't know when you have a split brand. But eto, this is what you wanted. So this is what you're getting. 
and people have been clamoring for it. They have been called. They have been manifesting it, and now it's And I don't know if we can blame these people for manifesting it, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the answers to your questions, and it feels like a major corner that they have stayed backed into. And bahala na sila kung paano nila gagawin yun. See Gab in the comments. Gab Mendoza is asking, "What if the winner defends the other championship on night two of WrestleMania?" I'm not sure if that'll happen, Gab, because I think this is the, the type of match that you'd put at the very end of a two night. Yeah, this is, this is a night two main event for sure. It's a problem you want this to be the special main event match. So what's gonna headline the first night? Oh, the winner's championship, Charlotte and Ronda, probably, or Becky and Bianca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most likely Charlotte versus Ronda. That's, that's been the rumors for the night one main event. So, sure, uh, again, because it's Ronda Rousey. Yeah, main uh, eventer dinaman sina Charlotte and Ronda. So I, I'll get yeah. that. You know. Yeah. Um. Let, let's address this. Uh, Leo points out that there were reports, and uh, one of the sources I I found was see Kazim Famide from the Ringer Wrestling Podcast or the Mass Man Show. He used to be a WWE writer, and according to his sources, see Bobby Lashley was injured. Rao, kaya uh, yung sa elimination chamber happened the way it did. Uh, the report was that he has a sh- a shoulder injury. He was reported to be miss uh, t- to miss four months, but now Bobby Lashley's advertised to challenge Brock Lesnar at Madison Square Garden on the first weekend of March. So, di ko alam anong nagbago between Elimination Chamber and the announcement that it's going to be Brock versus Lashley again at MSG. Um, so, y- y- uh, very unclear. No idea. I-, I just hope Bobby Lashley is is okay. Yeah, it's pretty weird too. I don't know why they're scheduling a title match. I could believe that that's a red herring that uh, on I don't know, maybe it's going to be bait and switch to something else but hey uh it's a thing that they are trying to do but i it's i don't know to me it feels all weird that uh they just really ran with Brock being champion like this didn't need to happen like the plans their original plans had to change but this didn't need to happen at all like we we still could have had big e or someone else as champion by now yeah i don't think face brock ever really needed a title he was over enough as it is right? and and it seems like as a chaser because brock because paul Heyman left him and he seems to be like you jilted x that's at least what it comes off to me. So in that sense, yes, I'm already I'm already backing Brock at this end. So gets combat title versus title. It seems like such an unnecessary plot. Uh, question for you guys. If the idea or the goal was to create the biggest match possible, uh could we have done it even if it wasn't champion versus champion? Uh, the big match, uh, yeah, sure. But then yeah. I mean, like big names, right? So yeah. those are the literally the biggest names in your roster um, among yeah. the men. Yeah, the star power alone should have been enough, And if they just build on the history of Roman and Brock and the many times that they faced each other in the past, then it would have gone somewhere that was still uh, enough for people to have something to bite onto, to something to latch onto. Answering Ricky's question in the comments, they explained why Paul Heyman switched side. Yes, they did. Uh, they pretty much said, or Paul said that he realized that he loves the tribal chief and uh, he believes in the tribal chief. So that's pretty much it. Um, I yeah, don't think we needed. 
<laughs> he stopped reviewing SmackDown and lost all lost the entire plot. But I don't think they needed a fancy reason other than if you love him, you love him. Then that's it. Is. That's that's what it is. But no other reasons needed. Yeah, Tauri naman si Paul Heyman. So yun. Uh, in, in that sense, uh, relatable siya. Uh, last comment for this one from Nibs Garcia. Sabi niya, masyado ng buhat ng tribal chief yung WWE kung mananalo pa siya. Do you guys think it'll be overkill if Roman won? Uh well they they've they've backed themselves into the corner now. Kung kahit sino manalo, it's overkill. <laughs> yeah, so at this point it doesn't matter. Although I will give I will defer to Roman because Roman's the newer star. And we all know they have a problem with uh keep, with building newer stars and that they keep defaulting to older stars. So kung ganun din lang, I would just throw my lot in with the uh, with this generation star. Yeah, ako din. Best case scenario, I want Roman to win. Just so they could double down on him a little bit more. All right. Diba? Kasi pag Brock winning both titles, parang gano'n naman tayo, Brock Lesnar win it, diba? So I'd rather see, I'd rather see them continue on with Roman Reigns' run. See, see Tristan Riddle bro here in the comments of Kumu is saying that he hates Brock Lesnar. Like, why, man? Brock Lesnar's <laughs> such a fun guy. He's what gonna, he's gonna, you? he's gonna let your kid touch his title belt, man. Well, like, I actually like this version of Brock. <laughs> He's like a nice guy, diba? Oh, wow. uh, sabi ni Glendale sa comments, marupok si Eamon. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I feel like this Brock smokes a lot of weed. So, <laughs> so I, am, I am all for this Brock. Okay, to, okay tong uh, Brock Lesnar na to. Yeah, he's out partying with the Jackass crew, diba? Before uh, whatever paper you that was. So good for him. Yeah, Rumble. yeah. Uh, looking at the entire Elimination Chamber card, which was the better Chamber match for you guys? Okay, so this is an easy answer. So it's pretty much the women's chamber. The uh, uh, they worked harder for sure, and their match actually had like a compelling climax. <laughs> uh, the men's, kasi, like once it's like the Royal Rumble, right? Once Brock enters last, you know what's gonna happen. He's the freshest guy in the match, and he's gonna be out destroying people. That's ve- that's really not dramatic at all. Even though, yes, some people like to see Brock. Uh, dominate the match uh, they also want drama like we also want drama and Brock is just not dramatic <laughs> the same way that your favorite team winning via Tambak is not dramatic at all yeah remember when the Warriors went on that monster run for a while so I would say the women's match as well just because Bianca's victory was earned and yes there's more of an art to it so I'd, I'd say the women's match. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed the women's match because even though we're getting Becky Bianca again, like remember when we got it, what, like three or four times in the span of a month or a couple of months? Uh, now it seems a little bit refreshed because Bianca actually went on a journey. She uh, led Young Survivor Series team to victory and then she had to deal with Dewdrop and then she had to deal with the Chamber and now she gets to go back to Becky with this renewed energy and I think it really fuels her babyface run. Yeah, and it's a full circle thing too. So she won at WrestleMania. She lost it to Becky and then uh, she, had to go, she had to get the runaround. And now she comes back to WrestleMania with another shot to prove herself. So I don't know kung sinajana leon with long-term planning, but it's really nice. It's a really nice moment to come back to. And it's a really nice opponent to come back to. So I guess uh, Liv not winning earlier this year all worked out. 
Yeah, I guess. Uh, shout out to Liv Morgan for that beautiful Oops, I Did It Again tribute costume. So that, that was pretty good. All right, uh, let's go over to Raw. And I guess we know the second celebrity who's going to be appearing at WrestleMania 38, and that is Logan Paul. So The Miz was teasing uh, his partner, right? and he was saying that he was dashing and all of that. So it really spawned the Cody Rhodes memes for some people at the venue, probably Cody Rhodes chants. But it was Logan Paul all along. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I did. Uh, I did a live right after um, after the show after Elimination Chamber last Sunday. People were asking, "Sino yung ano? Sino yung magiging partner ni Miz?" So it's either Cody or Logan Paul. So uh, it all worked out. Na si Logan Paul. I could have lived with Miz, I guess, but uh, somehow I knew they were going for the Logan Paul route, and I, I'm whelmed. I'm not underwhelmed, not overwhelmed, just whelmed. And uh, for people who are into Logan Paul, this might be a big deal. But we are in the Philippines and Logan Paul is a non-entity here. So uh, it's just there. It's just a thing that they're doing for WrestleMania. Celebrity siya. I'm just over the Pauls in, in general. <laughs> just like, I, I, am, I am just vehemently against anything that gives them a platform to stand on. Just <laughs> enough for it, you guys. Come on, it's enough. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we know that the Pauls are heat magnet both in kayfabe and in real life. So there's that. Uh, I was surprised that the Miz and Logan Paul had a, uh, an interaction nga pala on Raw back in August along with uh, John Morrison on Moist TV. So they have that bit of history. Pero magkalaban sila nun. So I, I hope they address that in the build-up to WrestleMania. There's five weeks pa naman before WrestleMania 38. But yeah, uh, Logan Paul... And the Miz are taking on the Mysterios. That is a thing that is happening. All right, next, let's talk about Edge. So he issued an open challenge. And very important in choice of words, Nerito, because he said that he wants the open challenge to come from someone who wants to be phenomenal, someone who wants to live forever, someone who can contain their own demons or something along those lines, and someone who wants to be undeniable. So in that order... AJ Styles, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Cody Rhodes all kind of sort of fit the bill. So the question, gentlemen, is who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think they left it open-ended in a, in a good way. So uh, the, he mentioned all these names, right? So it could be anyone. So I don't mind any of these names. But AJ Styles is the big money match for him right now. Uh, could be Cody as well, so that I wouldn't be opposed to that because at least Cody would be working with an actual creative team who can say no to him and what he wants, right? So, uh, I right, my the 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 money is on AJ Styles. Igalchino. Edge versus Wendy Chu. Let's go. I want to see <laughs> that. <Woody> Wendy. <laughs> yeah. See, undeniable Wendy Chu. No. Uh, I want to say AJ just because it's a good clash of, of strongly styles, pun intended, but also of, of brands and generations. The Kasikata ni Edge sa WWE, Kasikata ni AJ Styles sa TNA. So it's it's it'll be nice to see, kind uh, even if they're a little uh more mature in, in this year. Um, I'd still really like to see it. So I'd say AJ Styles. 
Yeah, I mean, Edge is 48 at this point. AJ's, I think, 44 or 45 or maybe 46. He just signed a new contract, by the way, which is reported to be worth $3 million a year. So good for you, AJ. Go get that bag, sir. And um, even though they're in their mid-40s, I would love to see Edge versus AJ Styles. Yung listeners natin in the comment section, they're also rooting majority for, for AJ Styles versus Edge to happen. What about this, though? Aaron suggests, what if it's a U.S. title feud? Uh, I don't know. Parang hindi naman kasi Edge just wants the spectacle of WrestleMania. Like he didn't say that he wanted a championship, uh, whether it's the World Championship or the U.S. Championship. So he just wanted the match because being on WrestleMania itself is the reward or is the championship for him at this point in his career. So I don't think that needs to happen. I actually wouldn't mind if it was for the title, you know, just because. I, it becomes unlikely for Edge to win, but then at the same time, because he's such a cap, he's such a charismatic uh, wrestler and performer, it, making him chase after a title is still worth watching. So I, I wouldn't mind if they throw the title in there. I mean, you saw that last year, Deba. Right? Edge was going after the Universal Championship, and we all marked out for that stuff. But yeah. uh, I think you bring up a good point, Chino, when you say that uh, it, it kind of spoils the result. Kapag mid-card championship match palayon. Kasi you know, we, we know what Edge's schedule is, right? So I'm, I'm with you there. I actually wouldn't mind if it was just, let's say, Edge versus AJ. Na yun lang, straight up. No titles. Just uh, a grudge match. L- uh, let it be that way, diba? Uh, let's go over to NXT and let's talk about the NXT championship because we found out this week that uh, Braun Breaker will be going to NXT stand and deliver to defend the NXT championship that's happening WrestleMania weekend. Ang tanong... Are they going to go with Dolph Ziggler or with uh, Tommaso Ciampa for uh, part three of their series at Stand and Deliver? Uh, I like the idea of Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler here because they have a hit here. I don't know if they know it, but it's a bigger hit than Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles. So Not a hit for you. I don't know. It's, it's fresh for both people involved. So uh, it gives the mid-card act of the Dirty Dog something to do. It kind of makes the NXT Championship a big deal. And it kind of makes NXT a big deal. Because they cross-pollinate and all of that. And I kind of want them to delay Breaker versus Chopper 3. Because uh, there is money to be made in you know making him wait. And I also like the idea of the soft call-up that Chopper has right now on Raw. So I want them to take their time. They don't have to rush it because they, they can always come back to it later. Yeah, Tommaso yes. looked really great on Raw. Same though. I, I agree with uh, Raw here. Um, a version of WWE Forbidden Dory. Pero kami ng Hindi sila, hindi kami ng Bacod or whatever. Kami ng Quarta lang. Yun din lang. But I like Dolph Ziggler going to NXT because first of all, he's never been to NXT. He's an FCW guy. And he also has a pedigree as a champion. And he also has a pedigree as a champion. He's a he's a multiple time champion, in fact. And then you have the added element of uh Robert Roode there, who is a former NXT champion himself. So Pang, these two guys who have just been meandering in the lower mid-card of the main roster now actually have the, a chance to prove themselves as actual threats to the puppy faced uh, gremlin and broad breaker. Right? <laughs> 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 so, 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 so
Diba? That's, the, that's the name of the dad. Okay, that's, okay. That's the name of the dad. Uh, know your history. And um, <laughs> see, Braun Breaker, if he does beat Dolph Ziggler, diba? if he does be, beat somebody as tenured as Dolph Ziggler, it gives him more uh, more miles on his career. Diba? It gives him more of a track record to bring forward against Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, I, I agree. I think na having Dolph Ziggler as a notch on Braun Breaker's belt would be really good. And if they go in a different direction and decide, na, hey, let's put the NXT Championship on Dolph Ziggler, I actually wouldn't mind either. Just because Dolph could be a very compelling bad guy champion on, on NXT 2.0. That's, that's just me, though. No, I agree. Uh, it's a bigger match for sure. And I do want them to have the biggest match that they could for uh, Stand and Deliver because it's a special event on WrestleMania Day 1. So you got to mm-hmm. get people to watch. And that, I mean, it's, not like, it's not like Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are going to do anything special on the show. Right? So might as well give them that spot. Yeah, parang wala rin story in Dirty Dogs on Raw ngayon eh. So, di ba? Uh, I, I, I would put money on Champa and uh, Breaker for Stand and Deliver. Yep. Sabi ni Roman J. Cesaro to NXT 2.0. Why not? You know what? I, I was thinking about that. I actually want uh, Cesaro to be the, you know, the, the Ric Flair, for lack of a better word, uh, for lack of a better role of uh, Imperium's evolution. So I think he would fit right in with those guys because they, they all speak the same language. Okay. And he fits in with their hard-hitting style. And he fits in like an advisor to them. So huh. I would... I if I were Cesaro, I would pitch that because I'm not gonna go on SmackDown, so might as well give me give me to the uh, no, to the uh, to the Germans and the Italians of uh, of NXT. Ang maganda dito with the Dirty Dogs appearing on NXT is that it gives other main event roster people the opportunity to appear. You know, like yes, nabi Cesaro who isn't really doing anything. Masi Nakamura can make a comeback on the NXT roster. You know, the the possibilities are limitless at this point. I remember when it was a big deal that Cesaro was on NXT because he was fighting with Sami Zayn. Main roster na si Cesaro nun, di ba? So that was in 2013. That's what actually got me to tune into NXT. So if this were to happen again about a decade later, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, sure. I'll make him be the veteran of Imperium. Why not? Let, let's go. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about MJF answer the question of kung babyface na shot or, or hindi. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. But first, we'll let you know how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Shopee. Right, guys. So again, uh, sales are coming up. So if you want to get anything from Shopee and support the podcast in the process, all you got to do is use our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash W9X, podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the mobile app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast. It's Norris across to you. And now another word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's get to some shout-outs over on Kumu. 
Saying hey to Admin Angelo, who is uh, also simul watching on Kumu. Thanks, man, for sending halo halo and the comment just sa Kumu. Uh, he asks, "Possible kaya na makol ni Carlo, you mania from Dallas? Well, what do you what do you say to that? Uh, spoiler alert: No, <laughs> that's not happening. Not now, yeah. at least. Not now. Sorry." If the world is still intact by next year, then we manifest natin yan. Thanks. Uh, Tristan Riddle Bro is still going on his anti-Brock Lesnar tirade. Uh, he says that he has WWE figures and he will burn his Brock Lesnar figure. For what I say, I don't know. Uh, hey to everyone again who tuned in who's tuning in who joined us on Kumu for uh, our wrestling talk uh, thank you for joining us and letting everyone know that you like the wrestling talk here on Kumu uh, just keep smashing those hearts and let people know. All right, let's talk about that MJF promo. So he basically bared his heart and soul out on Dynamite. He even genuinely cried and he explained his villain origin story. He explained to all of us why he is the way he is and why he detests CM Punk with a passion. And people online have been saying that it's the best MJF promo. It's a promo of the year candidate already. And People are also saying, uh, did MJF just turn face here? So I think that's the first question we need to address. Did MJF just turn face here? Uh, okay, so uh, I, I, if you guys follow the page, uh, the, the, our Facebook page, you would have seen that I posted a TikTok addressing this exactly. So uh, for the benefit of those who did not see that or are not on TikTok, I will say, uh, no, uh, he just explained why he is the way he is and explaining an origin story doesn't necessarily make you a good guy it just you know gives people uh, a way to sympathize with you to empathize with you but it's not like uh it's not telling them uh, i'm good now or uh i'm not bad it's just this is what i am and this is why i am and he pretty much admits to being selfish. MJF pretty much admits to being selfish because he has his own motivations for wanting Punk to stay in wrestling and not quit, even though we all know why Punk took the break that he did. But it's to avoid his own burnout. So you can't fault Punk for doing that. So if you're someone who holds that against CM Punk, then that kind of says a lot about you. Uh, you... Ginawani MJF is very typical of villains in movies. It's a trope where they explain why they become the villain, why they have this master plan to regardless of what you watch, the Scooby-Doo or even a superhero movie, Thanos did the same thing in Endgame. So the desired effect wasn't that he was turning he uh face sorry it was just that he was trying to justify his actions because and this is a quote that i love from a teacher in film school villains in their own mind don't see themselves as villains and in this promo we're gonna prove the mjf 
Yeah, yeah. If if anything, see, MJF is actually closer to syndrome from the Incredibles than anything. Uh, the Public Enemies podcast posted this on Twitter. Now, if if you watch the Incredibles, yung character ni Syndrome, he was a kid, see buddy something, uh, and he really wanted so hard to be the sidekick of Mister Incredible. And Mister Incredible was like, "No, kid, I don't want you to be my sidekick." So. He gets all angry and resentful and develops a passion against superheroes, goes out on a killing spree as an adult and kills the superheroes <laughs> and becomes the formidable foe against the Incredibles. MJF is Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. So see, see Frozone. See, uh, <laughs> see, uh, see, See, Ricky makes a good point here about MJF. He it would have cut deeper if he didn't shout every sentence. That's true. That's my biggest pet peeve with MJF is that he doesn't know how to modulate. And he even when he's being sad, he's still shouting every sentence, even yeah. though as though we can't hear him. So, dude, please take a broadcast class or something. Yeah, he needs like a he needs acting lessons at the very yeah, least. man. Like, you know, man, yeah. I, I don't know. I know he's kind of doing that on purpose to be annoying. Uh, but when you need to call on the a certain kind of emotion, especially when you're bearing your heart out, you kind of need to go quiet and stuff like that. Yeah, Edge is really good at that. Like, I think he's uh, a wrestler that you know, someone like MJF or any aspiring wrestler or manager can look at in terms of varying in deliveries. Even your recent promo on the Edge, right? on Raw, he knew when to really get intense and in your face, and he knew how to pull back and just get all silent and just let every let let that be the understated uh, part of the promo. Yeah, and who the Edge and from all his acting that he did when he was in the in ring competitors, maybe. You know, there might be a benefit to MJF taking a few acting classes. Yeah. Uh, people online have been praising the fact that MJF brought young real experiences now with bullying and the bigotry into this promo. And, you know, I, I will commend that because it does take a lot of courage to actually bring that up yourself and to incorporate that into a publicly viewed, publicly available storyline but for all the world to see. So that really takes a lot of guts. And um, it, it was a good follow-up to last week's segment where CM Punk brought out that picture from that Friday when Punk and MJF met. Yeah. Uh, see, Eli says the MJF promo kind of made the storyline the top storyline. Yeah, I agree. Um, up until this point, uh, up uh, before this point, I mean, I was ready to move on from MJF and Punk. Because I was way more invested in MJF versus Wardlow. And then they brought me back. <laughs> it All it took was MJF's uh, telling his life story to bring me back. Yeah. Uh, and, and not uh, MJF kissing his girlfriend on TV. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, anything else on MJF? Or do, uh, do you want to talk about today's debut? Uh, yeah, I think we've said everything we needed to say. Uh, we touched on everything we needed to touch on. And uh, at this point, I don't know what else they can do to top that. Because it's planning and scheduling for the weeks leading up to Revolution. Yeah, uh, they're probably just going to have one more confrontation sa go-home show before Revolution. So, okay, uh, there was backstage chatter. There was chatter that there was someone backstage at today's AEW Dynamite, like a top free agent. And I, I guess it was Buddy Matthews because he didn't Swerve. Swerve had already signed. But uh, as we found out today on Dynamite, Buddy Matthews has debuted on AEW and uh, he's a part of the House of Black. And credit to uh, the announcers for acknowledging the history of Buddy Matthews with Malachi Black. 
yeah. Uh, it's about time. I don't think he... I, I, I would dispute the fact that he was like a big free agent signing. Say, let's be honest. <laughs> I, I love Buddy Matthews. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. But he isn't, you know, what I would call a huge name. Uh, it's no knock on him. It's just the way he was treated by WWE. So... Uh, it is what it is. And I know that Tony Khan likes to overhype these things, but well-deserved. And uh, to people saying that AEW is just WWE 2.0, yes, in a way it's true, but also uh, I would expect more from AEW with regards to giving these people a fair shake. Pero ito na naman tayo with signing a lot more guys than they need to. Uh, uh, to be we fair might. on that, to say sorry, sorry, just to uh, address go, that real go. quick. Uh, Tony Khan has been releasing some of his earlier yeah. signings already, so he's been making space for that. Which what which is what I was getting to, Demasada. Maybe Tony uh, wants to sign more people than he needs to, but hopefully he lets a lot of these guys go and grow in other companies that actually might use them better, or you know, give them more of an opportunity. Sino yeah, share uh, naman ni sorry sino share naman ni Tony Khan yung mga guys niya with NJPW of America and other companies so I think they are okay when it comes to work abroad Yeah uh, we've been getting announcements then online on social media um about yung contract statuses ng iba diba like sina Leo Rush uh, there's chatter about Brian Cage si uh, Angelico just posted something earlier na he'll be announcing his uh, contract status or whatever tomorrow I don't know. You know, these are a lot of uh, people we haven't really seen on TV in a very long time. Yeah, baka dun, uh, yeah, baka sumali sila dun sa bagong promotion ni Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> CYN. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that when the time comes. But uh, I don't mind this because uh, now they have proven to me that AEW knows how to make use of their big roster. Uh, I've been I've been singing my praises about how they book. Uh, for the past few months now, so Ahita with me. I don't really mind them stocking on people. Uh, they have enough programming to go around, I think. So it's okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not sure if Freddie Prince Jr. is linked to CYN. That's EC3, diba? Iba yung kay FPJ. Ah, did he say FPJ? Sorry, I thought he was talking about EC3. Yes, I believe no, uh, Freddie Prince no, Jr. I said Freddie Prince Jr. because there are rumors, rumors put on the mind. He wanted to start his own thing. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> he was involved with uh, with Wow before AJ Lee got involved. So uh. things didn't work out. And then uh, that's where AJ Mendes came in. So there. Uh, that's going to do it for uh, for Dynamite Talk. Let's go to our TBT for this week. And uh, we're going to talk about The Undertaker. So let's keep it simple in the comment section. Let us know your favorite Undertaker moments because I think we have them. You know, uh, he's been around for about as long as we've been fans, maybe even older. Like, uh, he's been around WWE for as long as I've been alive. So, uh, I I think we can all uh, pull out a favorite Undertaker moment. Mine is uh, Undertaker saying to JBL, you, me, SummerSlam. And, and like for years, I would just quote that uh, ad nauseum. Yeah, uh, that's my <laughs> that's my go-to moment then. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, talk about some Undertaker stuff. My favorite Undertaker moment was uh, versus Batista, Chambre, uh versus Edge as well, because uh, that was Edge's, I believe, only WrestleMania main event there, in his uh, first second first? year was last year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. I forgot. Last year was a thing. So that was his first big WrestleMania main event. And it came 
uh, against the Undertaker. So that was pretty cool as an Edge fan growing up. Uh, my, one of my favorite uh, Undertaker moments was the very first time in the Sun match uh, against HBK. Um, and then really all of Undertaker's uh, Hell in Cell matches. The ones against Mick Foley were pretty good. Been up to this Mick Foley and then Mick Foley almost died. Um, uh, I also like it. Well, I also like the matches he had as a member of the history of darkness. One of those batshit crazy stables in wrestling history. Literally, that thing that said that wrestler in the nineties, kasama din sa history of darkness, and he was the leader of all that craziness, and I love it. I love that the Undertaker's actually wrestled in the Philippines. Like for those of us who were there at the SmackDown event at the Araneta Coliseum in two thousand six. We can say that we saw the Undertaker physically perform in front of us. Uh, I, Booker T, I think, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't remember. If, if uh, one of you was there at that uh, 2006 event, I don't know if he was here for the 09 event because that's the blind spot ko as a wrestling fan. But you know, watching the Undertaker live and hearing the music and seeing Araneta go dark and then the gong and the mist and all of that, I mean, sure, it wasn't like being in a WWE event in the States, but naranasan ko yung Undertaker entrance. And I remember being a teenager in the crowd and just soaking it all in while trying to capture it on video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like Biker Taker. So that was um, my, my exposure, my real first exposure to Undertaker. I mean, I knew of Undertaker before I actually started really closely watching wrestling. I said, like, who didn't know the Undertaker? About Dead Man. Oh no man. I knew I knew of the biscuit away. I, I didn't associate him with Undertaker because I didn't watch during the Attitude Era. So Nico Alam until much later that uh Taker used Roland as a theme, diba? but I did know of The Undertaker like way before, like when I was first playing the games. Because uh, it was a really unique gimmick for me that this guy was a necromancer, was a dead man, uh, was super mystic, and that was pretty cool to me as a kid. So that's what I assume got people into liking Undertaker as a character, and that's why he is such an enduring personality today. Even uh, somebody mentioned Kanina. Uh, even with non-wrestling fans, they know who The Undertaker is just because of the gimmick itself. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, can, can we call Undertaker like this generation's Hogan or something because of your yeah. effect? Yeah? No, seriously, yes. Because he is easily the first name that comes to mind when you ask people about wrestling. Even casuals. Even people who've only seen wrestling once. Diba? If you ask people from our generation, not in that, Pretty sure the first name they'll think of is the Undertaker because that entrance alone is iconic, right? The and he slowly walks to the ring. But bata ka, it'll stick in your mind. Because the tatago ka din sa blankets mo, right? ka din for the Undertaker, and as an adult, it just sticks with you, even if wrestling itself doesn't. Undertaker is just that iconic. I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, but I have friends who've come up to me and they found out that you know, I was still watching wrestling and they'd be like, oh, why is Undertaker? And I'd be like, actually, yeah, he just had a match. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I have to deal with that stuff, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's yeah. Go. Sorry, Sarah, let's go to the comments. Yeah, let's go to the comments. Uh, see, Glendale also shout outs that uh, Mankind match, Hell in a Cell. Roman J, favorite moment now was the Black Wedding of The Undertaker and Stephanie McMahon from the Ministry Days. 
Yeah, that's some dark stuff. Uh, Roman J mentions buckle up, Teddy. Yeah, that was also, also pretty freaky. See, Admin Angelo, buckle up, Teddy, Ren, one of his favorite moments. Julian says, Ministry Undertaker. That was the goat for him before the corporate ministry came along. Glendale, favorite Undertaker match. Taker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. And then see Emil picks uh, the end of an era match. Undertaker and Triple H at WrestleMania 28. First pay-per-view down as a wrestling fan. And what uh, was the first match that captivated him the most. So he'll never forget the super kick and pedigree tapas na kick out the Undertaker. Leo picks SummerSlam 98, Stone Cold versus The Undertaker, yung end of an era match and the end of the streak. See, Lance, uh, favorite Taker moment was when he tried to kidnap Stephanie McMahon and went all necromancer mode and tried to marry her and then he decided to burn her teddy bear in front of Vince McMahon because why not? See, Ricky, Taker versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, Eli, not a favorite moment, but I am in the hype of Taker's glory when I saw the Taker versus Kane vegetative state storyline, and that's an instant buzzkill for me. Uh, Julian mentions the whole Jeff Hardy match from O2 because he made a star out of Jeff Hardy, and the hand raise at the end was the icing on the cake. But I've heard so many stories about this one. It's on uh, YouTube, remember, dude. It's like the I whole match is on YouTube. That. I remember <laughs> watching it on TV, and we were, that's, that's instantly the genesis of all the Jeff Hardy marks. There's still Jeff Hardy marks to this day. I'm sure they love like uh, nah. they love the Hardy Boys. But you should go watch that because it's a TV main event, so it's not that long. Uh, it's on YouTube because uh, WWE puts up their classic matches for free on YouTube. So it's, if you haven't seen it, go good. watch it because it's, it's pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, it's not like the best wrestled match ever, but uh, it's really emotional because they really did make Jeff look like he was about to win the WWE Championship. Going being a Jeff Hardy fan, if you watch that, you might end up being a Jeff Hardy fan. <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 I wanted to talk about Biker Taker because yeah, that was my first exposure to uh, The Undertaker uh, as a real wrestling fan. Because uh, I knew of him before as a, the, the Dark Wizard, right? Yeah. So it was so crazy to me that this person could change and become a random <laughs> biker. Right? And uh, for for a long time, for years, I would try to... try to. Uh, this was before the WWE Network, but I would try to pinpoint the exact moment on when that happened, when that change happened. And parang did a thing that happened overnight, right? Chino, was that, was that no, something that... No, I don't that... think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was. I, think, I consider Biker Taker to be like the... <laughs> no, no, no. Didn't he get injured in like 99 or something? And then he was gone for a while. Then when he came back in like 2000 or whenever, whenever it was, you know, biker taker. So that was that was so crazy to me. Like, that, I don't know if they ever explained the biker. Did they ever? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think he just showed up one day. It was like, oh, yeah, well, so tired of. I'm tired of wearing black. <laughs> that was a, that was such a messed up thing to me as a kid or you know as a teenager. Because I don't know, me dissonance Yeah, yeah. This I knew this guy was a necromancer, was a zombie undead priest that uh, had his own ministry, and then now you're telling me he's a he's a biker. So that I guess is the peak of you know a Vince McMahonism that they failed to explain why this change happened. 
Uh, so to I, be I'm fair, to be fair, yeah. inexplain naman ni Undertaker nung Last Ride documentary series and in the Broken Skull sessions na that time he really wanted to change and he wanted to experiment with stuff. Kaya yun, that's how the American badass came to be. But I'm with you, Ro, because when I was getting into Here Comes the Pain and I wanted to play as the Undertaker, I was also like, yo, what the hell? Bakit siya naging biker guy? So yeah, but and, and but the thing is, they explained why they went back to him being the the undead necromancer. Because they because the bury alive to Vince McMahon in Survivor Series 2003, and he died. <laughs> that's what that's what it all implies that he died, and he came back as the undead. So that was. I- Sorry, another favorite Taker moment for me was when there were two Undertakers. This was found this out in the Undertaker. Yeah, so so this was when Cornette tried to win the Undertaker over. So what he did instead was he made his own Undertaker. Undertaker Undertaker. That's extremely insane. That he can just come up with his own Undertaker. And why has nobody else ever thought of that? Uh, that that old that that faker Undertaker is actually crushed, by the way. So it's a fun right, right. Yes, yes, I remember. Yes. See, Bruce, he's shouting out that moment when the Undertaker used "Ain't No Grave" by Johnny Cash as his yeah. theme song. I didn't like love it that. at the time, but I'm parang okay na. I, I I'm okay with it now because sobrang gunslinger Clint Eastwood na yung image ni Undertaker, di ba? So parang okay, bagay bagay niyong Johnny Cash theme. So yeah, uh, so many comments from everybody. Obviously, there's there's so much love here for the Undertaker. Uh, we can't get to them all because we're gonna go extra extra Wait over time. Can, so can I just okay. say that I'm damaging like the the childhood ended when they found out Taker and Kane were siblings. Feeling ko yung childhood, feeling ko yung childhood na ni Rowan na tapos din. Malaman yun kasi For me, sobrang ano big moment yung natapos yung streak. When Brock ended the streak, I was at uh, one of the very first viewing parties I ever attended here in the Philippines. Um, it was organized by early PWR in 2014. And I remember just being super shocked. What the hell? It, that ha- happened? And then I had to go because I had a meeting for work. So I missed the moment of Daniel Bryan at the very end. Uh, but you know, like that moment stuck with me. I remember driving to my meeting in BGC thinking, it's si Undertaker. That's the, the entire drive. So... Yeah, that was a that was a moment for me. Yeah. Uh sabi ni Eli ain't no grave for the final run. Uh eh, I, I mean, you know, it they used it when they used it for the end of an era storyline. And then after that, you know, I, I think we were okay with uh, the the normal theme song. You rest in peace. So there, uh thank you to everybody who sent in your favorite Undertaker moments. Again, there, there's so many, we can't get to all of them, but we'll try naman for pick of the week. So uh if you haven't if you don't have the time for all of your wrestling shows, uh, here are some of our recommendations. See Row in the SHIT, he picks the Miz, introducing Logan Paul as his partner on Raw. Uh, for me, I'm gonna pick Becky versus Lita at Elimination Chamber because uh, remember the last time Lita was in a singles match, not counting New Heat's later match in 2012, uh, it was against Mickey James, and the crowd really hated her, slut shamed her. It it was such a bad send-off. And I think that finally Lita with you know, that very surprising uh, pop from the Jeddah crowd, I think that's as fitting a send-off as any for a legend and a trailblazer like Lita. Totally deserves it. That that match was fun to call as well. So, uh, Becky Lynch versus Lita for me. You know, pick of the week. Go. My pick of the yeah. week goes out to NXT and, and 
Braun Breaker, oh, sorry, Tommaso Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, for all the reasons mentioned, gives Dolph a new edge, gives NXT new life, etc., etc. Go watch it. It's good stuff. All right, my pick of the week is from today's Dynamite, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. That's my type of match. So if you want uh, violence, sapahan, technical sapahan, go watch this match. Um, it's only a fraction of what they can do, and I am looking forward to their longer match whenever so that will be. Mirror images of each other, right? Remind you of a young Daniel Ryan. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. para silang ano, para silang basic Pokemon si Daniel Garcia, tapos Kylo Riley yung stage one, tapos stage two si Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, picks of the week from the comment section for Julian that MJF promo, Edges Open Challenge, and Logan Paul. See Lance pick of the week Dante Chen versus Duke Hudson. Leo picks the women's elimination chamber match and on Raw, Champa and Balor versus uh, the Dirty Dogs. And then the MJF promo, Bruce picks Kyrie returning to stardom and the Edge promo and the Raw main event. And sino pa ba? Si Glendale also picks Kyrie and Sanada winning a singles title and Bianca Belair hitting Dewdrop at the KOD. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Admin Angela also picks Becky versus Lita from Elimination Chamber and Nikita, uh, Nikita Lyons and her in-ring debut on NXT 2.0. Uh, Roman J picks... Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Eli picks MJF's promo. Emil picks the Britney Spears outfit from Elimination Chamber that Liv Morgan pulled off. Admin Jackie uh, putting over our audio-only episode with Kid Bandit, uh, which you should check out, by the way. We dropped it a couple of days ago. It's a really fun interview with them, and I hope that you get a chance to check it out. Uh, Wilson picks Women's Chamber match. Glendale, Okada versus Naito from NJPW Golden Year Day 2. And yeah, uh, that, that, that's pretty much it. And see, uh, Uncle Alan picks the Kid Bandit episode. See, Skamageddon the- picks uh, Tanahashi versus Sanada for the IWGP US Championship. Uh, in a recent show, I don't remember what the show was, but uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Bruce, we didn't have Kip Sabian. It would be nice, <laughs> but it was Kid Bandit. <laughs> would be nice. Yeah. All right, so thank you, uh, thank you to everybody who caught the live stream uh, with us tonight. Chino, any plugs? So for this week of the Class Clown podcast, I had the pleasure of talking to James Deacon, who is one of the more uh, captivating, shall we say, personalities <laughs> to come out of the COVID era. And I talked to him about his live streaming and how he deals with all the all the all the haters that he gets and just. Literally anything you wanted to ask him, he's such a gracious person. You can literally talk to him forever because he has a insight about different things. And I hope you guys check it out. It's coming out tomorrow on all your favorite uh, podcast aggregators. Also, the evidence of video is going up tomorrow as well. So if you want a video to accompany this voice and evidence voice, check it out. On my YouTube, uh, it's going to be up on my link tree, linktr.ee slash Chino Supersize. All right, uh, Ro, any plugs for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I keep. I'm still writing for Multisport.ph, so my latest article is about food anxiety. So if you are someone who is going through a diet, or someone's uh, uh, going on a fitness journey, and you're kind of uh, worried about what you're eating, and then that drives you to a point where you're paralyzed about your choices i share tips on how to deal with that because i'm going through that as well so again multisport.ph just look for my article there my name is on the my name is on the page so you'll find it 
And uh, please follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. And yun, as reads Mark Henry. And uh, for me, go check out On Deck with Stancy. I've been releasing solo podcasts for this season. This week, I talked about uh, insecurities and how when I was, you know, when I was in uh, radio, so I brought fuel you insecurities and how I, you know, went on so many downward spirals mentally because of that. So uh, if you want to check out how I dealt with all of that and how we still deal with that, um, go tune into On Deck with Stancy on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But for this show, uh, please follow the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast at Wrestling 2 Pod, as Rose said on Twitter and TikTok, at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram and on Spotify. Pag hindi pa, uh, please follow us. Give us a five star rating. We fix the problem. Isa na lang yung feed natin on Spotify, so that should take care of everything. And individually, you can hit us up at Chino Supersized, at Rowis War, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Gail and everybody behind the scenes at PNA for all of the work and the help that they do. As we strap in for WrestleMania season, please remember to keep those masks on, uh, get your vaccines and your boosters if you can, when you can. And uh, come May 2022, please go out and vote. At wag po tayong boboto ng magnanakaw. Alright? Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. Wag din tayong bumoto ng anak na hindi alam ko anong meaning ng DH. Yun lang. <laughs> <laughs>